This is the Oakland Podcast, featuring Morgan Brown and Michael Yu. Welcome to the Oakland Podcast. We are so excited. I am Morgan Brown. Michael Yu. And I'm the Podfather. And we're lucky because we have our partner in crime here. Yeah. For the second time, people. Right. And what is your name, partner in crime? <laughs> uh, it's Arlene Chang. Arlene Chang. Arsenio There's like a background noise. Brandon's going to put that in there when her names right. come up. Yeah. We're pumped. This is our second woo episode. We had to get the powerhouse, the powerhouse female of Oakwin here. Arlene. Oh, you're talking about Arlene. (laughs) Oh, you thought I was talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) And we are just going to open this up tonight because I'm in the grace of a brother and a sister. Right? right? (laughs) I'm like the the, the weird cousin, brother and sister that comes in. And I think people just want to know what we're like together. (laughs) Do we see each other a lot, Arlene? We do. We see each other maybe too much. No, just (laughs) I think we're like brothers and sisters. So we fight. Yes. We yell. Yeah. We cry. No, yeah. not maybe Michael only. <laughs> yeah, Mike, we're actually the only one. Uh, yeah, my pillowcase is filled with tears. <laughs> Who's stronger? Who's stronger? Yeah, Ar- I, think Arlene, or Arlene, I think Arlene. Arlene and Morgan are stronger than me. <laughs> oh, you mean like mentally? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, let's talk about that. How has our relationship progressed in our business life? For the last like seven years, yeah. Arlene, yeah. tell us what's your perception what's take? of take on take? it. Yes, what's the vibe. Well, I think Morgan meeting Morgan was a brand new thing. So mm-hmm. you know, Mike introduced me to Morgan. I never met her before, and <laughs> she Mike's Mike. like, "Oh, this she's the one." I'm like, "The one? What do you mean the one?" She's like, "She's the one who's gonna. We're gonna just do amazing things together." But we need Morgan. I was like, "Okay." So we went to <laughs> Seasons, if you remember. It was yes. quite formal. Seasons is our place too. Did the three of us go? Or just no, no, just the two of us because okay. we needed yeah. we needed to get to I was know like, each other. Mike is. I'm like, is this how he is? He just throws things together like this and now i know yes it's true yeah so we had a a nice chat at seasons i barely remember that conversation because it was just like it feels like right away there was a click there was just we got each other we got along really well it was so easy and i think that's like the secret if everything is easy then like your marriage is easy when you have it's all easy and you can flow in with people it makes it so much more fun because you're not worrying about anything, I feel. What do you think our biggest like challenge has been, like as a partnership, the three of us, like in the last seven years? Has it been, has it all been light and easy? No, because we, well, Morgan and I had our first huge blowout <laughs> last year, last, oh, last really? summer oh. during COVID. Do oh, tell, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we like flipped out at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was the first <laughs> it time. Was bad. <laughs> but then I told Morgan after I said, "See, now you know your family because I could yell at you." <laughs> I know. Okay, what happened? What happened? I think, you know, the stress of COVID and it was, it was so, stressful. it was so yeah. much going on. It was so heavy, mm-hmm. like the environment of being in With COVID, the energy, the energy yeah. you know, 
it was actually, you know, for some people it was good. They got a break. But for, I think the three of us, we were so pushing ourselves to mm-hmm. be stronger, be better leaders, make sure everybody knew what was going on every second of the day. And, you know, we were just under a lot of stress to make sure that everybody was, you know, felt really safe mm-hmm. in a very chaotic and unprecedented, unpredictable time. Mm-hmm. And I think it just got to this boiling point. And Morgan just shot me this text about, I sent out some communication and she saw, shot up me some text and said, I wish you did it this way or something like that. <laughs> and then I was like, I called she her flipped. and I flipped out. I, I was said, like, oh my God. <laughs> I said, you know. Blah, 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 blah. And I just flipped out at her and she was like, oh, I don't think she's ever seen, because I'm a very calm yeah. cucumber. Yeah, yeah. I, out the, of the, the three of us, stump, I'm, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, nothing yeah. rattles me. Yeah, I'm Arlene like the, is, uh, yes, yeah. Keep an eel. Yeah. Was it keep an eel? Or yeah. Even, even, even keel, even yeah. keel. You like, are. Out it doesn't of all matter of us. if any, yeah. even if anybody comes with me with like they're panicked about anything. It's just like like nothing really phases me. Right. No. So is the rock and but I think yeah. the the real thing was we always have the same definitely intentions for what we want, and that's what really came what it came down to. Yeah. Is there was a couple teams that we were because of the COVID pressure. There was a lot of teams changing. A lot of people had to adapt, yeah. and we had to kind of make it harmonious and both of us were pushing so hard and I think that that was what drew us kind of over the edge but it went it went but it drew us fast. over the edge but I think it brought us closer together it did and then I like yeah, it was very so. funny yeah. because we weren't seeing each other like I just want yeah. everyone to say we were not seeing each other for like three four months and we were just like hammering through things trying to organize things and then I came over to her house. She I, like she was like, "What's that sitcom with Tim Allen and the fence?" Home improvement. Home improvement. Home improvement. Yeah. So she was like the friendly neighbor. I was on my side of the fence. I was Wilson. Tim Allen. Yeah. 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 yeah, Morgan yeah. Was, Wilson. was Wilson. She came over. She's I like, "I just need to see you." Yeah, it was really one of those moments yeah. that I was like, "This is a lot," and I needed to see my best friend. I needed to see her. We had to get over this, and it was like done. And then it was done. It was done. It was like so that's how you back. resolved it. That's good. You know, yeah. to take that. You know, I think. A lot of people, they have these big blowups and then they don't talk to each other. Like I've heard all these stories of mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, partners. They haven't talked to each other in like a year, two years. It's crazy. Right? Like, And I can't imagine that, yeah. with, you know, with us for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're lucky, though, because we're extremely like a transparent group. Like I think for myself, I like tell you guys like I'm like, OK, I'm just going to tell you now because <laughs> if I let it continue for to fester, it will just go like nowhere so I think I'm like that. We're all kind of like that too. Like if there's something that we notice with one another in our partnership, yeah. we're not going to be worried about hurting each other's feelings. Yeah, we're past that now. We're past <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, we're past it. Yeah. That's a great secret, I think. Because we obviously, this is a fam- like kind of a family, family style business that we're running. And it's funny, <laughs> we went to lunch once and then this is, I guess we're like, we're all like family. Like we went to lunch once and then Arlena's like, hey, Morgan, you have snot in your nose. I know. <laughs> and then like, like, you know, we just have this kind of great, like relationship. Like, tell me where yeah. it is. She's like, it's there. It's like, Which it's one? It's there. It's yeah. there. I'm like, just yeah. take it away yeah. from my face. Like, is it gone? And then Marty's like, Marty's like, no. No. It's still there. It's like, it's <laughs> just like pointing. <laughs> Finally. I call yeah. it spider webs. You got a spider web. I'm like, it's yeah. not a spider like, web. This is a massive booger. <laughs> so you need to figure it out. <laughs> no, I think. Go that- to the bathroom. <laughs> Get out of our face. It's sickening. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this because I was driving by our first office Mm. and we do a lot of lunches, right? A lot of eating. We family style eat a lot together Mm -hmm. and we've had very fast eating (laughs) where we have 20 minutes to not even talk to each other, just to be around each other. And then we have 
really great long, you know, two hours. Is there anyone that stands out to you that was like, just like any food place? Because mine was Copa. I think about that really. <laughs> I think about Copa burned down. Stupid. Guys. Yeah. yeah. It's steak. gone. <laughs> that well, steak. Yeah. So we used to, so Arlene and I are like aficionados <laughs> of like these cheap Chinese joints that uh, like, there are all these hole in the wall restaurants that no one would ever want to actually visit on a regular basis, but we're there all the time. Yeah. And we just drag Morgan with us all the time. Oh, that steak is, yeah. definitely has hormones in it, guys. <laughs> I don't know about this. This was GMO. <laughs> GMO. It's <laughs> like so funny. Yeah. But we had like such a good time. Anyways, that was a really sad driving by that is really sad because we had so many great like outbreak moments there. And then now we have we're trying to lean out and get healthier. So we yeah, go to like getting older. We go to like heirloom. I know. Like, <laughs> I know let's we go, go to heirloom. We go to I'm like, okay. eating all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> heirloom. We still go to the Dutch. Still it's expensive. Yeah. The Dutch? Yeah, the the pancake house. I don't know. I, I that's hate, not healthy. Yeah, it's, I know that's yeah, not healthy. Morgan and I go there like every week. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Morgan oh, has like this, this pancake. giant like pancake with so whipped cream good. and like yeah. strawberries. And, oh, like, you guys should try. Have you gone to the Dutch wooden shoe? No, on Canby. It's like the Dutch, but just a tiny little local restaurant. Oh, yeah, really? It's oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go there. It's kitschier. Go oh, yeah, it's kitschier. Yeah. It's also Is not it? healthy, but yeah. it's great. <laughs> Yeah, and Michael, <laughs> Michael always looks at the menu and he refers it to it in like a sexual, like the food is like a sexual context. What? what? You're, like, you're like, you're like that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, I don't can you do your best Michael menu <laughs> yeah, impression right yeah, now? Yeah, okay, here. Oh, <laughs> the scrambled hash? That's got some sexual... <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. You said that. The they, last time you were like, there's it. like a sexual... This sounds like a sexual... Oh, scra- Dutch scramble. <laughs> oh, that does like, sound sexual. A Dutch yeah. scramble. I was like, your wife is pregnant. You need to get laid. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to look that, that up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I, no, it, it sounds like it would yeah, be. It's not it's like... like it's it not, sounds it quite sexual. It's called a Dutch like, scramble. Okay, so this is going off track. So usually this is what I do is I'm like, okay, guys, are we off track? Can we like come back to what we're talking about here? Now she has a a mini her (laughs) that is telling us to get more track. Let's talk about uh, Women of Oakland. Let's talk about the Woo event, right? And kind of the start of that, you know, because that's one of our signature events, right, Ar? What was the like origin? What was the... Yes, Arlene, tell us. Well, the origin is, I think, you know, Morgan really is the one who inspired (laughs) the whole event because she just said, you know what? We got to support each other as women. Like we are, you know, we're only stronger together. And there's so much bad experiences. I think that Morgan had personally that it wasn't a great example of what it could be like if you were really okay. supporting people in the industry and really driving. And we happen to both be women owning a brokerage, which is not mm-hmm. common. Mm-hmm. And then myself as a managing broker being a very small minority of managing brokers in the city. And so, and yeah. And one of the youngest. A women managing, women managing yeah. brokers. And one of the youngest, yeah. I will say, in Vancouver. Yeah, and one yes. of the youngest. And so, yeah, I think it just sprouted out from that small idea and it started out with a brunch at Shambar, which was just, let's get our team together, our women together, our women of Oakland, which was perfect for Woo, together to really just spend time and like get to know one another Mm -hmm. and inspire one another and hear each other's stories. Mm -hmm. And I think it just started out with that small gathering and now it's turned into this fantastic initiative, I think, that we have and we have this platform where we can affect so many women's lives 
in positive ways and really support one another by hearing other successful women's stories from mm-hmm. learning from one another. And just, you know, that's pretty much what woo is all about. So good. There was like a big spark in that room, that first woo event. It was yeah. very, it was, what like, was it like, it was just felt like you're walking into something that like no one has really done before. Yeah. Like, and that was really mm. like a like profound moment. Yeah. Profound moment. And we are huge about the three of us are huge about leading by example it was our way to do that in the mm-hmm. industry. So it really separated us from, and because of that, I think other brokers just picked up on it and they started to do it too, which is exactly That's what great. we want, right? Absolutely. We want yeah. more and more people to go out there and to support female empowerment. And we moved it into different industries and now we're bringing it back into now Canada wide, which is going to be amazing, this virtual event that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I think the goal for us is to help more and more women, you know, mentally to kind of get ready, but also doing some sort of, you know, scholarship and piece that we're going to be doing for 2021, which is great. So do you have any kind of stories of like interactions with, you know, maybe did you want to share that kind of inspired some of these? Yeah, I think there's two things. One that I was hearing a lot of other females trashing other women. Mm. And I was like, why are they, you know, in the breaking, industry? Yeah, in the industry, okay. breaking them names, down. But... I'm not going to tell you who it was, but <laughs> right. I've heard it a lot. And it was yeah. really upsetting. Like what type of things were they saying? They were, you know, like they were saying like, oh, she's, you know, you know how she is. She's, you know, typecasting her as kind of a bitch or kind of, you know, what are, what's the, you know, yeah, like a bitch, right? Like kind of like a mean term for, mm-hmm. you know, but when that person was just being strong and they knew what their clients wanted and they were typecast in a different way. And that bullying was really hard to hear because I knew both people on both sides. I've heard it so many times. And I think that that's a really difficult thing to hear another female just break someone down. I'm a big person about not breaking anyone. Don't break anyone down. You're just breaking yourself down. So it's like I saw heard that a lot and I just didn't understand why people, especially females in the industry, would want to be a part of that, take part of that. And I started also seeing a lot of males doing it. My own personal experience is when I was very young, one of the agents said to me, so are you planning on having kids? And I said, oh yeah, I'm planning on having kids. He's like, well, you're never going to be a top producer if you're going to have a kid. Mm. Your whole mindset is going to change. You can't do it. And Gina Bourne was just here. She had a very similar thing that happened to her. Mm. It was limitations that were put on females just because they wanted it all. They wanted it their own all. I never understood why I felt that if people saw other people doing it, they would feel more comfortable going there. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so seeing people like, like we mentioned, you know, really amazing mothers, look at Jacqueline Adler, look at, you know, who has an older son who like, you know, that are really inspiring other females to have families, but also have a great career, Mm -hmm. a career. And so I think for Arlene and I, we're kind of cut by the same cloth. Our mothers both worked and we don't put that limitation on us. We were always like, okay, this is just second nature for us. Right. And same with Gina. You can tell from our conversation as an entrepreneur, it was normal to her. But there's a lot of other women that don't have that, but they have the dream. And being around like-minded women like that really made it easier for them to make attached to it. Yeah, I think, you know, the idea of, you know, breaking your own personal barriers and what people are saying about you. But, you know, my experience is quite different from Morgan's Mm -hmm. in that, you know, the first experience I had going into being a managing broker, I was lucky enough to get invited to a couple of roundtable events and things like that. And I literally, this is like, you know, having a seat at the table and whether or not you feel like you should have the seat at the table because literally it's all, you know, older, white, Caucasian 
men with white hair and gray. And I'm like, am I supposed to be here? Am I, should I even say anything? Because, you know, so this idea and this block maybe of, do I deserve to be here? Should I be here? Why did I get invited? All of these ideas and things where, you know, obviously you're invited because they want your opinion. They want you to stand for something, say something to improve, you know, the industry or whatever else that we were talking about. And so that was kind of a turning point to me because I literally got to sit at the Vancouver Club on this big, you know, 12-seater leather-bound table. And I'm just like, this is like the epitome of what it is to feel like, do you have a seat at the table or not? And Mm -hmm. so you do. And when you do, you better use it. Use it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Did you feel intimidated in that that moment or? Yeah, definitely. Because these were like veteran managing Mm -hmm. brokers, owners, and I'm like the youngest buck in there yeah. and I'm like what am I doing here Dave and this buck? is what, yeah how did you, what happened exactly well it was just I think it was a committee and they were talking about forms actually and you know how to make better forms and and but still it was something that was just the first kind of foray into all of the kind of different meetings and things that you could be part of mm-hmm. and yeah it just felt intimidating I wasn't too sure if I was in the right place and but at the end of the day I felt more comfortable once they started talking and you know I thought that my points were valid and you know I put them out there. And, and I think they took some of that feedback and did things with it. So, you know, I think you have to believe that you have the ability to have a voice when you have that seat. And now that we have the seat, you know, we have a huge responsibility, huge responsibility. Morgan right. and I, to open the doors for other people to mm-hmm. know that they can do whatever they want to do. Right. And yeah, metaphorically have that seat at the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, Arlene and I obviously are brother and sister. We have a very matriarchal, like, our family is matriarchal, wouldn't you say? Or? Yeah, I was actually. Th- I was like, okay, this pod is about woo. What do we? What am I going to talk about? What are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> planning, okay, guys. Yeah, and so talking I, about Dutch scramble. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's a perfect. Like, what are you talking about? Now people are going to think I'm like some sort of weird sicko. <laughs> Jeez. Too bad. So yeah, so actually on the drive over here, I was I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, you know, we come from this very matriarchal family. Mm. Like basically my grandmother on my dad's side, she was the force to be reckoned with. She carried duck eggs on her back and she worked as a seamstress selling fabrics at the store to maintain her family because you know, my dad's dad passed away when they were so young and she was just that glue, that single mom that pretty much raised five kids on her own and immigrated to Canada, right? And so she was always the one that, you know, kept that family together. And then my mom is just another whirlwind of, I don't know where she came from, but, you know, like for her, her story was just her parents wanted to have a boy so badly. And they adopted a boy after they had her. They had many miscarriages and she was finally born and she didn't mean very much to my grandmother. But Mm -hmm. I think for her, her mentality was to take that and say, well, I'm going to be better than any boy that you could have ever had. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think that kind of filtered into the kids that she had because now all of her daughters daughters are just like so strong strong women who don't think that they can't do anything yeah yeah Yeah. you guys are all that same yeah and I think also just like with her having two sons like you and Alec are you guys are just so in awe of other women like I mean that's another thing too right a strong mother breeds a son that will respect the female right I think that's where for me my dad was always said to me like no man should take care of you. You should always be able to take care of yourself. He always kept male, female, doesn't matter. It was never a sex for us. It was like, you guys are the same. 
like figure it out. Yeah. And that was the best thing. That's so refreshing, obviously, Mm -hmm. for, you know, a lot of older generations. They didn't really have those types of equality and things like that. And it it was, you know, for me growing up, like my sisters, like Arlene and my big sister, Adrian, there's five of us brothers and sisters. They're like amazingly talented and smart and like they got great grades and they were great at Arlene was uh, great at sports and great at art and I remember like we all went to the same elementary school (laughs) and so like my two older sisters are like my eldest sister Adrian is like a brainiac super smart like gets straight A's and like everyone likes her Arlene was very popular great at art great at sports like would clean the chalk brushes and stuff and then like it would and then I would come in and it was just like this is like a C minus student (laughs) what happened yeah like this uh, apple fell very far from the trees so so I've always had a lot of great respect for Arlene and women specifically because you know I, I don't see any difference I think everyone and in our team, you know, we just hire the best talent that we can. Yeah, right? and we so do. Regardless of we don't really think of like race, gender, like it was really interesting. Did you hear? So we were on one of our managing brokers. He won't mind me sharing this story. Yeah. yeah. Joe Lloyd was in an office that only hired men. He's been uh, in the industry for in 45 North Vancouver. years. In North Vancouver, like, uh, yeah. Let's not, you know, we won't specifically say which uh, brokerage, <laughs> but they only hired men. So his story was, we worked in an office that only hired men. And if people would come in and say, I would like a female, they say, go to another brokerage. We don't have females. That's wow. not that long ago. That's 20 years ago. Well, not 25 over like, yeah, 25 years yeah, ago, a long time ago, but still like, that's not very far away. There's people still around that have faced this type of thing, right? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's crazy to think. Now that you have a daughter, do you feel like you have to like, cause I'm having a daughter do you feel like you have to like be like a super example for her or is it different with Lucas because it's a boy and a girl or do you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to yeah. me. I don't, I'm the same. I'm the same with, um, I'm the same person, yeah. you know, I'm still the same. I get up and I Mama. do do all the things that I do for them. And it was funny. I was like listening to the love languages, the five love languages. Ooh, okay. And yes. it was more about making sure that they felt love in their own way. Right. So, you know, I don't treat them any differently except maybe now I'm more conscious this last week about, oh, how do they accept love? And I'm going to make sure that I pay attention to that. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Just remind us, what are those five? Do you remember what those are? I know some of them. I think it's a physical touch. So right. some people, you know, they crave physical touch or they mm-hmm. need physical touch to feel loved. Quality time. Words of affirmation. Right, words. And acts of service. Acts of service and gifts. Yeah. Those are yeah, the five. Those are the five. And they change, right? Yeah. You can they, change. You can change. You can change. You can change in different phases of different your life. Phases. But if you look at your kids and you look for the clues, they'll show you what they need. Hmm. And you should My son is personal touch. Yeah. <laughs> My son won't let me like, I always have to like, he's such a touchy person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, okay, you're so like, I'm like, I'm going to go over here. And he's like, no, mom, like hug me. I'm like, okay, I'm hugging you forever. It's amazing yeah. though. It's such yeah. a great way to break through, right? Mm-hmm. What is yeah, your, what's your love what language? Yours? How I show my love is acts of service. Yeah, you always. Do. Yeah. I just I do stuff for everybody all the time. It's just that's the way I show love. I actually took the quiz. I don't know what the one is that makes me feel love. What's yours? Mine? I think I like words. You know, oh, I you like need res- words of affirmation? I don't I don't know. It's I, I, think it's all, I think it's all I think it's all I don't I don't even know. I yeah, just it's I, I like I like words. I like giving words of uh 
I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on a podcast, so what are, <laughs> just top what of are mind you? Right now. I think I receive love with acts of service. Like, I mean, when someone's doing something for me, I'm like, I feel really loved. But I like to give with words of affirmation. Hmm. I like to tell people, like, you're doing a great job. I love you. Yeah. I think my lowest, um, I, I know my lowest, that's like gifts. gifts. I don't like, like. Yeah, you're not good with gifts. Yeah, I'm not good with gifts. <laughs> Not good receiving or giving them. <laughs> it's like you get awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas must be tough in your house. <laughs> well, we didn't really receive it. Like, we just had Christmas, right? And you know, There was only a few times that we ever had, like, a true Christmas with gifts mm-hmm. and stuff. We just, we started doing a secret Santa with all the siblings and my parents, like, when, when we were, we're 17. Yeah. Like, when we're well, old. that's, like, really so old. So we don't even have, like, you know, uh, like childhood christmas memories and now i'm like making all these childhood christmas memories for my kids because mm-hmm. i'm like we never had it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> arlene i remember arlene used to like <laughs> arlene used to like either draw or like put in tinsel like a christmas tree in on the, the window, window. <laughs> on your vancouver special yeah on a vancouver on, on the vancouver patio vancouver door special. yeah on the patio door here's our christmas <laughs> charlie brown yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny though because being like on the outside of you guys your family is so close though like i mean you guys yeah, have a lot, a lot of, love. of suffering uh. yeah <laughs> no there's a lot of love like a lot of love there and it might not be like oh let's like be huggy and kissy there's just so much support and you know like <laughs> i think about times where like we've called your brother and said like he needs to get to the building at like seven, like 5 a.m. in the morning. And Al's like there for us. Yeah. You know, it's a really incredible family. And I think that's what, like, after watching you guys having five siblings, you like, I mean, I think five is really special. Like when you have more kids. Well, you come from four. I came from four, but we're all like, none of us are in Vancouver. It's just mm-hmm. me. You guys are all still here. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. That's, we're lucky. Very that, different. Yeah. yeah. I think our mom had a lot to do with that. Talk about like a female powerhouse. Like my mom is like a, yeah, she's a very special lady and she's very yes. charming and, you know, free spirited. But at the same time, like she instilled a lot of like solid routines in us. Like every like Saturday. What? Like what? Every Saturday morning, or you want to? Yeah, every Saturday morning, like a ritual to make sure that we would go for breakfast with our grandparents. We've been going for breakfast with our grandparents since we were, I don't know, six years old. So every Saturday we would do breakfast, and that tradition still continues yeah, now. We we're still, now. we still do breakfast, and now I force my kids to come for breakfast. I don't want to go to Amma's <laughs> house. I was like, you have to. We're going. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. We're going for breakfast. But I don't want... It doesn't matter. We're going <laughs> for breakfast. Let's go. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, these types of things, right? Just trying to keep that unit strong. Mm-hmm. And so she's been, yeah, definitely that person and that role model, I think, for for all of us to make sure that we're doing, you know, taking care of one another. Yeah. Love yeah. It. yeah. Your, your mom is like a powerhouse. Your mom too. is like... Yeah. Yeah, she's crazy. crazy. Too. She's super strong. And she's going through her second bout of cancer. She's mm. just in her recovery right now. And I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of you, mom. You're probably listening to this. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I know. <laughs> but it wasn't easy. You know, I would say, especially being the only child here in Vancouver, it's been really challenging. I think you have to be really mentally strong to make sure that the other person on the other phone line, especially during COVID, is like feels that energy and feels okay and... But she's mummy. Like, I mean, she's mum to, you know, all of us. And I think she's always never going to show her cards, truly. I think mums never really show pain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just part of our thing. Mm -hmm. We're not like, oh, 
even for my own kids, I'm probably gonna be the same way. They're always number one and you go that way. But yeah, my mom's super strong. And she was very, I was raised Catholic. So I did Sunday schools and I was at church every Sunday with my mother. So those traditions were always very strong. And my parents, we would have Sunday brunch every morning. And I think as we've all dispersed, I've put a lot of that tradition into my own family. So like, I mean, little things that are in my house that I have taken from my, like I always do leftovers like on the weekends. <laughs> so like, for instance, if I have like a bunch of leftovers, it's like our Sunday morning. Like I, for some reason, my parents would like, we'd have like steak and salmon and all this stuff that we had leftovers from the whole week. Mm-hmm. And we do it every Sunday morning. Like it's like, it's like <laughs> so you'll have like, you'll have like pad thai, like you'll have like a little bit of this. Everything's Straps. coming out at different times. Yeah. And it's just something that was so normal, mm-hmm. right? It's such a normal thing, but yeah. Yeah, I remember your mom's speech on your wedding. Uh, it was really like, I, it was very emotional. It was very heartwarming. Um, <laughs> like, you know, how she like talked about Morgan. It was like, yeah, it was a very like, it was, that was, a, that was really like touching. It was very, very touching. And how she was talking about Sean too. Like yeah. there was like super emotional. I'm like, okay, mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a very strong Loving woman. person. She's loving, she's yeah. strong. And we're very lucky to have really strong role models. Like women to women, I think that really sets the tone. They're your role models. It's your first role model. Mm-hmm. I was reading a book about this because I'm having my second and I'm like, okay, what does it actually mean? Like internally, like your father and your mother are your first role models of your whole life. So between the ages no of one to three, like <laughs> you're gonna be funny. He'll be like, I feel like your daughter's gonna be like, my dad is just so funny. He's so embarrassing. I can't handle him. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm very excited to. So our daughter's coming at the end of May, which we're really excited about. You know, we have a 93 percent chance at a certain name. I'm not gonna announce it on this podcast, but <laughs> 93. That's yeah, high. 93 percent. Yeah. So, but you know what? Like, I'm just. I actually am just like. Uh, visualizing and dreaming about like I've written in my little journal about like you know our relationship and what Aww. it's gonna be and you know I don't want to put too many undue expectations on it but it's just like I- I'm pretty excited I'm very excited is that right Branch? should he not put expectations on yeah I was just gonna say it sounds like you're putting a lot of expectations <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. deciding I, what your relationship well, you know be. I think it's just like that's just my nature I just think like I imagine her being 10 years old and then, like, you know, and her being 20 years old and what I'll be at that time, too. That's just weird. I just, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's okay as long as yeah. you're not like disappointed if it goes a different direction. No, stuff, I will right? be. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't pan out the way so, that I no, t- not a tiger mom, a tiger dad. <laughs> tiger dad. Tiger dad. Yeah, yeah a tiger okay, dad. And I will, I will withhold love. <laughs> And Approval, use, acceptance, yeah, not gonna, for you. Yeah, right, I'm gonna use that as like. <laughs> You're gonna be I'm a gonna good use dad. that as currency. <laughs> Arlene and I always joke because we're like, we can't wait till he has his own kids because we've been running Oakland yeah, with Arlene, children. You know what I mean? I must say, yeah. you know, like, I'm like, like we've been I'm running so a real business with Oakland while we were pregnant and having kids, and so we're like. Come on, Mike. Feel our pain. Yeah, he's gonna get a taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. taste. Those sleepless nights. And, yeah. and be like, why are you so nights. moody? Like, why am I so moody? You don't want to have a last Actually, night. Last night was funny. Last night, both Arlene and I had our Zoom call. We have seven AM meetings on Fridays for all of our team. And both of us, both of us look like shit this morning. It was bad. It was Sorry. bad. But yeah, you can blunt that out of the shit. But basically, we were like, 
my son was up. You Mine know. were waking me up at the crit. You know, right when you're about to fall asleep, it was, was like, like, "What is happening? Why are they here right now?" <laughs> yeah. I was just about to fall asleep, and now I'm up forever. Yeah, you're up forever, right? Yeah. And you're just, you know, like, oh, because so the main thing is sleep deprivation. Is, is would you say that that's like you know it's the biggest one? form of torture? Like, right? Like that's what they say, right? Like, yeah. a, so you have to like get you know, get your head around, yeah, sleepless nights. And, and not only, like, my our kids are older now, and it still continues to happen. <laughs> well, are you that serious? Old. They're like, you're yes. kids too, right? Yeah, but two and a half, but like, like people, all of our friends, they still will jump in your bed at mm. like, yeah. like all of our friends are like, oh, they're still, yeah, they're like 12 years old. There's not 12, but like 10 or whatever. They're still jumping in their beds, mm-hmm. right? Because they're scared or they're tired or they're sick or they're hungry or they're whatever. But we just don't even care. You just, you're like, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> just be quiet. Just be quiet. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going away this weekend and we're like, he's out of his crib and stuff now. Mm-hmm. So we're not bringing like a, you know, a pen or anything. So Sean's like, I guess he's sleeping in our bed. I, we're not going to sleep at all. Because <laughs> it's like, he's moving around and he's always kicking around. He's not like one of those sit still guys. Right. Yeah, he's like you. <laughs> <laughs> the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sleep deprivation is one. But it's also right. just because you're the only one that can help them. You're just going through so much, like, physically, mentally, mm-hmm. like, you know, feeling like, oh, you're paying enough attention to your kids. You're paying enough attention to their business. Like, and it's just, it's all okay at the end of the day. It's yeah. Getting, all okay. like, pulled in a few different directions, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 How, do you, how do you manage that, R? You're managing it still every single day, right? Right. Like I think if you're a parent or even in just a relationship or even just, you know, trying to manage any kind of thing, you just want to make sure that I think it just matters what you feel. It just Mm. matters what you think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone else can say what they want to say, but it's kind of your life and you're the one who knows what's best for you. It's a great piece and of I think, you know, when you start to listen to too many voices, that's when you create too much doubt, you create too much anxiety and you create so much, you know, those are things that are outside of your control. You can control what your actions are, what you're spending time on, what you're doing. And hopefully it's enough for everybody else. But as long as it's enough for you, then you should be, you know, happy and smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look back at you with regards, like Arlene had the first kid out of all of us. <laughs> she had it literally the birth of Oakwin. And, you know, I think the last seven years, it's so interesting. Like you have literally taken, I just know as a parent, it's like the growth of a company, the growth of per agent, and also the growth of your own family that deserves an amazing amount of applause. It's really incredible. I'm actually Um, interested in, in, because obviously Arlene's an entrepreneur. She's, you know, we built this company. We were doing resale for many years mm -hmm. before that, being real estate agents. Like what are some of the big lessons learned in entrepreneurship? Let's not just talk about female entrepreneurship, just entrepreneurship. What are some of the big lessons, you know, because you're managing, how big is our staff? Like our internal staff now is like 20 or 30 people. Yeah, our internal staff is growing to support all our great agents. So yeah, I think we're over 25 internal staff members now. Mm -hmm. So And then we have 460 460 agents agents that we're working with. So yeah, it's a big team. It's a big team, lots of levers, lots of relationships, lots of expectations to manage. So, you know, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned, ooh, that's a good question. There's so many lessons, so many lessons, but I think a couple would be, I think it's okay to make mistakes. Mm. I think that's a big one is that it's okay to make mistakes because you're going to make them. And I think you learn the most and you develop the most when you make mistakes. And instead of feeling bad or like just drowning your sorrows in what Mm -hmm. 
could have, should have happened, mm -hmm. you take that, you learn your lesson and you make things better. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's always this evolution of, oh, that could have been better, but okay. And move then on. you move on. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's not to be dismissive of what's happening, but it's just, you know. What's a mistake you made? Oh, what is a mistake <laughs> I've made? Hmm. There's so many. What to choose from? Um, Working with me? <laughs> just kidding. That's a good mistake. Well, <laughs> that's a big doozy. <laughs> Still I, paying I for think, it now. <laughs> yeah, I think um, choosing who you want to work with, like people. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. is a big one. So learning the lesson of okay, you know, when you think you want to try to keep on making things work, or you like that person, you think that that's the right person for the job or whatever, and it's obviously not, and not cutting that relationship off sooner. It usually turns out worse for everybody on the team than if you had just done something about it right away. Right. So I think choosing who you want to work with, and that could be, you know, as an agent, like, do you want to work with that client or not? Like sometimes mm. a lot of agents are like, oh, I want to hang on to dear life for right. this person. Sometimes it's not worth it. And you're not willing to let go when you when you can't service that person the mm -hmm. way they need to be served, yeah. right? Um, and then if you're running your business, same thing. If you're hiring staff or bringing on people to join your team and those things like that, when it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. And you got to know that already within the first like month, two months, you'll know. And if you hang on, it's like... Your gut knows. Your gut knows. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's a training thing, but yeah, you just... That's probably the number one lesson is know who you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Know the people you want to be with. Yeah. That's a huge lesson. A huge I feel lesson. like, you know, there's this myth that you can be like, like just this one hero and just like defiantly like, like Mark Zuckerberg. And it doesn't matter who he was with. He would like have done what he, and I don't believe that. I, I don't think believe it, it. You know, you got to surround <laughs> yourself with like a really great group of people some people are better out front than others and just kind of really like work with the right people. I think that that's absolutely is key. Is that your number one thing in entrepreneurship is find the right people to work with? For me, mm -hmm. it's got to be one of the top one or two. Yeah. There's like a book Morgan, Arlene and I love, Ray Good Dally. to Great. Oh yeah, um, Good to Great. Yeah. And it's the one of the first lessons is start with who, not what. So like who is on your team is more important than what you're actually doing. Because if you have the right people in the room, you, we, Arlene, Morgan, and I think, you know, we're like a really great team. team. Uh, we're all very unique personalities. And very different. Very different. But yeah. I think we could be, we're, we're in real estate brokeraging, but I think if we owned a bakery, I think it would probably... Do really well. Yeah. Be, <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> By the way, I'm yeah. thinking about starting a cookie company. <laughs> Seriously. Honestly, really? I was, Sean and I were going past Circus, you know, Circus yes, on Grabby. Yeah. And we were saying we need Arlene to open one on like Fraser and yes. then have cookies and coffee. Arlene would just make it because that's like the new hub, right? Yeah, totally. So good. I love her cookies. Yeah. I can't wait till I give birth and get my lactose. <laughs> exactly. I so I, but yeah, when everyone's starting to have all these babies, I'll be breaking all these cookies. And the then, lactose. Yeah. Like, to like, so that you can Arlene have Arlene is milk. an amazing, like, that's something about that people might be surprised with because you're like this entrepreneur, but you're an amazing chef. You are very good. Um, yeah. Arlene, very like, is happy. an awesome. That. Like, that was what we... <laughs> Your old job. Yeah, I wanted to I want to become a Red Seal. I wanted to work in kitchens, open restaurants. I wanted to do that whole thing. And yeah, but instead I'm do with you these lose guys. Your, do, you lose, <laughs> do you lose yourself when you're cooking? Like, are you like, because I, I watch so many of these shows, the cooking shows, because I just love them. It looks like the chefs like lose themselves when they're cooking. You know what I mean? Like they're just like so in this trance. I find it, yeah, I, I think it can be very relaxing, but it can be very just like, 
satisfying because yeah. you start with nothing and then at the end you're like mm, that tastes good it's or so good. Yeah, yeah i've like had this rediscovery of a like this relationship with anthony bourdain oh, because know, yeah. uh, so i've like reread all of his books and then i've like read a lot of his articles in the new yorker and like i'm listening to his interviews and watching his shows i'm like this guy is just you think someone killed him what <laughs> is there a conspiracy yes there is i just want to know <laughs> I didn't Why do know. You think he was murdered? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that there was I, a conspiracy. I'm serious. Because if you dug that deep, you could yeah, have seen the notes yeah. that are in the things that he's saying. Wait, wait, wait. A li- okay. little bit of unpacking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not yeah, too so much. So, like, obviously, um, <laughs> we're like, getting into it. <laughs> conspiracy. Yeah, it's I a bit of a conspiracy. Know. But like, you know, he may have committed suicide. He, but then there's a, uh, you know, there is some. Government. rumblings that uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about government but then you know he was because he was very his ex was closely tied with you know sex scandals and mm, stuff like that mm. that has occurred and he obviously had a platform which was unregulated uh, had mm. an unregulated platform mm. even though he was on cnn at the end but you know he was able to have a lot of free liberty if you listen to like i've been listening to all his old podcasts like uh, he only took on projects if he had complete creative control. He would not allow, really, like, yeah, editors and stuff like that. He's like, I'm not going to take it. He would just say no. He said, I would rather be in front of a deep fryer, like doing mm-hmm. fish and chips all day long, than than be controlled. Than be controlled. controlled. So they yeah. just let him go, it's and like jail. That's, that's why he had this like Hunter S. Thompson like esque, you know, adventures, explore, pioneering, like authentic pirate kind of attitude which I felt was really like just, just phenomenal to just see. And so I just mean, unpa- I, you know, that that's a conspiracy. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get too much into that, but like, it's, you know, it's just really I saw it on Reddit. So I was like, Oh yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's so interesting for the, yeah, I think he's, um, how do we get on that tangent? Yeah. We're talking about Arlene's a, a chef. Yeah. Chef's yeah. Cookies. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the lessons. So you're talking about the P like who first. And yeah. What was another lesson? Right? Yeah. Give us another lesson oh, on your boy. entrepreneurship. Yeah, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs, man. Yeah. They listen to the pod. Okay. Another lesson. Oh boy. That's hard. That's the biggest one I had so far. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest lesson, Mike? I think you got to have faith in what you're doing. See, I never had that problem. (laughs) (laughs) Arlena is just so confident in herself. But like, you know, for those of us that are not like that, I think being reminded that not to be attached to the outcome, like what, you know, we were talking to a couple other people about, but really like having faith that this is going to work, striving for an optimistic outcome and being okay with, you know, not exactly hitting those targets, but just having faith that what we're doing is the right thing. And I think that's something that Arlene and I obviously have worked on a lot is just, you know, having like doing something with the intention that it will work out, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end and not really second guessing ourselves and taking half measures. I think Arlene really was a big part of like a lot of our bold initiatives and the bold moves that we've made because she has like an extraordinary amount of faith, I would say. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think maybe it's back to my mom, but like, you know, I've always believed that I'd be okay. And maybe that's also from seeing their examples of, you know, they were an entrepreneurial couple, you know, mom and dad were both working on their own and they had major massive business failures, you know, lost everything, lost a house, all these things. And as a child, the experience that I saw is that they got back up and they just did it again. Yeah. So it didn't really impact. It's like muscle memory. Yeah. And so, like and so I feel like in the back of my mind, okay, yeah, we could still fail miserably, but as long as you're willing to get yourself back up, 
you know, you're still going to have a great family. You're still going to mm-hmm. be able to move into another house. It might not be as big as the last house, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just, you've got what you want intact. Right. So, yeah. So it's how we react to a lot of different things. So our family, when we were like, when I was in high school, essentially, you know, my dad and mom, they did really well. And we like, they renovated this like great, beautiful house. And then like all of a sudden, like some things happened in their business and we had to move into this like old, like rental rancher house you know, in a matter of a couple months. And we had like a sign out front of our door. My parents, you know, Asian parents, they don't really talk about what's going on. (laughs) And I reacted to it with a lot of like fear and like, oh my God, like what's going on? And you were- I was so different, the reaction. Arlene, and that was my- I'm so lucky I have two different people in my (laughs) partnership. Yeah. Because yeah, it is. It takes a little bit more for Mike to jump on board. It is always. Yeah. So like, (laughs) just the truth. (laughs) Yeah, I took it like really. I actually took it pretty hard. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, we're in this cool house. We had like a movie room, and we're just like living a good life. And then like all of a sudden, we're like living in this like really not nice place. And I think those struggles are good though. Mm -hmm. I think those struggles are so good though for like an entrepreneur that like. I remember the rats in the ceiling. Like the, like hearing them crawl. And and no, like, no. no, maybe not. Anyways, um. <laughs> I do think that that makes a, that such a reason why you guys have that grit and you know like I think if you had an even keel like calm like perfect life, there's a lot of people that just decide not to go into entrepreneurship. They don't want to take those risks because they're scared to go into that boundaries. And I think if you show your children like there's ups and downs, but we're gonna get through it that shows them to be like, oh, I can go and start a company or start a business. Yeah, and I can, totally. And it doesn't matter if it's going to fail. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, right? Mm-hmm. How about you, Morgan? Do you have a, a good lesson learned? My lesson is um, it's not what you say yes to, it's what you say no to. Like I think in our- That's what I'm learning now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh, really? Okay. Like, I think that, on that. Like I think if in entrepreneurs, like we have so much opportunity, like especially if you are really open, your eyes are very open- And just even myself, when I first met Mike and Arlene, I was asked, approached by another couple brokerages to start with their teams, right? One was another brokerage that was like, hey, do you want to be one of the ownerships? And I didn't feel good about it. I I didn't have that connection. And then when Mike and Arlene approached me, it was like, it was, I said yes to it instantly because I felt it, you know, I knew what was my trajectory with these two, right? So if I said yes to the first people, I would have been in a totally different place. Like that's just one of my. And like we were much smaller than the other options you had. Yeah, we were like much smaller. <laughs> super small. They like, weren't even established. Like yeah. these people were established. Yeah, they were established companies. Yeah, right? they yeah. were established. And for you guys, like I mean, and again, like it's the same thing with resale and business. It's like it's not about how much you can take on. It's about who you can take on. Mm-hmm. It's about opportunities that are come to us in Oakwin. And yeah. great opportunities. And we had to make those decisions. And I think because we've said no to a lot of them, we surpassed our expectations. So I think it's really about what we say no to. And just on a personal level, I mean, on a day-to-day level as well, not taking on so much and just focusing in on the things that really will make those big changes. Totally. So our one last question. What does the future hold for Arlene. Yes. Looking at the crystal ball. Oh, what does the future hold? I think the sky's the limit. I think right now I'm at that, probably a stage where I think I could 
do so much more because I'm starting to realize now like, oh, okay, it's not just what we do can be applied in real estate, but in so many different ways. And we've created something with everybody believing that we can change the industry and make transformation in people's lives and all of these things that we have such a platform to be able to impact you know, the industry in other ways, the community in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, that's what the future holds next. This next chapter will be okay. We've got, we're serving our customers really well. We're serving the agents really well, but how can we serve our communities and, you know, the greater scheme of things in a bigger way? So that's kind of where I'm thinking. That is Awesome. Awesome and super inspiring. And on that note, I think that's a perfect way to end. Yes. Thank um, so you, Arlene. Yeah. Thank you, Arlene, for being part of the Oakland podcast. Thank you and for being having our, me. Uh, you know, one of our fearless leaders here. If someone wants to get in touch with you, Ara, what's the best way to do that? They can call or text or send me an email. And do I have to say those? <laughs> say no, the email. <laughs> say the email. Yeah. The email. Yeah. Okay. A Chang, A C H I A N G mm-hmm. at oakwind.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for being a guest on our podcast, Arlene. And on that note, guys, if you're interested in Oakwin, uh, if you're an agent from another office and you are interested in our company, go to www.oakwin.com slash join and type in the message box pod 2021 and you'd get a free piece of mystery swag when you meet one of our swag is good, guys. The swag is good. (laughs) It is very good. Morgan just actually made some new stuff. New stuff. New spring collection coming out. Oh, spring collection. That's cool. It's dope. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. See you Thanks later. guys. Bye. Bye.